Blog Talk Radio. Hello, hello everyone. This is Helena Steiner Hornstein with Our Wondrous World. How nice to be back again. It sounds so silent on the other side of the microphone. And I know you're out there anyway, and I have been following how you have been looking me up on the archives all through these months when I have not been on the air. I apologize. I've been thinking about you. I have received your emails. I even have answered emails during this time. I just have not been on the air, and I'm so sorry. I have missed you, but I'm promising you I'm going to be back now a little bit more on a regular basis. And thank you, thank you so much for listening to my archives. You can all go to the archives more easily if you go to my website, speakingtoyourheart.com, also called activeale.com. Activeale is the name of my company, and it's written A for Adam, C for Charles, T for Tom, I, V for Victor, A for Adam, L for love, and E for edward.com. It's funny with names, how they come to be, you know, active ale. People wonder, what, how did you get that name? And I tell you, it has a little story, like many things that turn into success one way or the other, start through a mistake. And active ale started really through a mistake, not that I wanted to have it or anything, but I wrote down, I had an assistant, and she was going to put up my uh, uh, email address on the computer, or register it, rather, and I wrote down, this is the address I want to have, I said, and handed her the letter, and I had written down, activate, with a T instead of an L, activate. And she looked at the paper and said, oh, that's pretty. And I said to her, what's so, what I thought to myself, what's so pretty about Activate? But she registered the name, and then I looked at the registration slip, and it said Activale, a completely different name. And then I said, yeah, that's pretty. I take it. And now I say that Activale is short for Activate the Love Energy. So that's what we have. Activate the love energy that we all have within us. And the title of today is Life Was Not Meant to Be a Time of Struggle. Now, (laughs) I have to laugh a little bit because earlier today I was putting together from various emails uh, various questions that had come in and they wanted to have answered over the show. And I typed it all up and printed it and I cannot find the list. And now, of course, the questions are all over the emails. I don't even know where they are. And what happened to the list? This was what I was going to base the show on. But, you know, I have to make it up somehow anyway. And I just told my angels, please be there for me. And maybe that's also a message for us all. It doesn't have to be a struggle. Whatever we do, Life does not have to be hard and a struggle. Things happen all the time to us. Things that are kind of tough and difficult and difficult times. You know, they 
they happen and they go away as long as this is the way you want it to be. Every much is up to you what it's going to be. And I have that little mantra that I speak to myself sometimes. And I say, oh, it's up to me what it's going to be. It's up to me what I want it to be. So you can kind of play with that yourself. And uh, why is it so hard for you right now? Have you thought about that? And then maybe are you saying, oh, it's his fault or her fault, or it's not that easy when you have no money, or I'm not feeling well. So we are blaming something. And why not? That is the reason why you have a struggle. But again, now, just like when you have money problems, It need not be the money that is the problem. It is the way you think about the money that is a problem. Your attitude about the money. We all, and I believe at some time or the other, have been having some kind of problem. If it is with the health or if it is in love or if it is, like so often, with the money. It happens. You know, stupid stuff happens. And then you have to make a choice. Is this something that's going to take over my life? Or is it something that I want to get rid of? I have many people who are fighting illnesses. You know, their health is jeopardized through some kind of condition. So now they go to a doctor, a medical doctor, and that's what we do. And the doctor says, this is wrong with you. Take this medication, and it's serious what is wrong with you. And you get so scared that it goes through your body and kind of triggers all kinds of little energies within you, and they kind of start to explode within you that you are now going to be seriously, seriously sick and have a struggle to survive. And that fear that is now coming in through you is going to multiply and multiply and multiply. It's an attitude. And that is what we have to get rid of, this attitude of believing that things are not very good. And now I go back to the first commandment. Do you all know your I'm a minister, so I can say those things, can't I? So I do. And we all know our Ten Commandments. I hope at some point or the other we have heard them, at least if we are a little bit of a more mature age when we still were taught those things uh, one way or the other. I think nowadays it's not allowed. They call it religious. Why? Is that belonging to a particular religion that you're not going to kill or steal or say bad words or that you're going to commit adultery? Is that for a particular religion or what is it? I think that's really kind of dumb to say it's a religious, uh, you know, well, that is religious with the Ten Commandments. No, it's common sense. I get really excited when I get into talking about it. 
everyone on this planet should live according to those Ten Commandments, where you shall not steal and you shall not do this. And I got so upset yesterday. I, was, I went, took my car to, to be washed, and I had lots of change in a little cup in, in the car, and, you know, you like those for meters and everything else. And when I came back, I, all that change was gone. And I felt, this is really a violation of my own self. Someone stole. I paid them to wash my car, and I tipped them even because they washed my car, and they still steal from me. I felt so violated. And, you know, when you do those little things, and feel that you have to steal those little pennies from someone else, your life will turn into a struggle when you lower yourself so low that you have to do that. And it says in the commandments also, you should not steal. So it's part of that. But the first commandment, and that is the most wonderful one, you shall have no other gods before me. And I repeat that, and we have not been taught the right way. I was taught, I'm a Lutheran, I was confirmed, uh, which was according to my Swedish tradition, and this was in the Swedish Lutheran state church. And uh, I was taught those commandments, and we were taught that God speaks And God says you have to believe in him, you know, a man sitting up in the sky. And I couldn't agree with this at that time. So I became an atheist. It was suitable for me to just say, I cannot believe in this. So if you don't believe in God, maybe you are a strong believer. You just don't believe in the God picture or image that you have been given. This was the way I was. Now I'm a strong believer in God, and I see God as the white light. What is the white light that I talk about so much? Well, once you connect with this white light, you don't have to live a life full of struggles. And here I just take a little piece from my book, Constant Awakening. By the way, Constant Awakening, the new third edition I read, worked it a little bit, and it has won an award. It is a finalist in the 2015 USA Best Book Award. Isn't that nice? I'm so proud I have to tell the whole world. <laughs> so now you heard it. The book is called Constant Awakening by me, Helena Stein Hornstein. And here I write, after I had this incredible big vision, meeting with the white light in front of me. And I, had, I went through a long time of thinking and wondering, what is that? And then I came to the conclusion. Yes, I now know that within me there is a core of limitless knowledge. This incredible energy is called I am and is the loving presence of spirit within each one of us. And I also understand that this energy is the true reality of my being, making me a spiritual being inside a physical body. The essence of this energy is of a frequency so high 
that with the limitation of my human mind, I can only comprehend it as an extraordinary bright white light. So this I am, I see as a bright white light. This higher power within each one of us belongs to the eternity and will one day go back to the eternity after my human body's mission has been fulfilled. It is that simple. And this is how I define God, as a higher energy that lives within us and hears and sees everything that we do. And those actions that you do will remain within you, in your subconscious mind. And that is that would make you more fearful or more negative one way or the other. And this is why it's so important to put that light first in your daily life when you talk to people, when you see people. When people come to me on the telephone or over the Internet, meaning over Skype, or if they come to see me in person, I don't make the judgment if they are old or young, if they are super or smart, if they are rich or poor, beautiful or not so beautiful. It does not matter. I don't make a judgment. I just look at that inner light that they actually represent. And that is how I see how someone is having a tough time or a rather good time. But of course people come to me when they have a tough time, so that's where we start. So if they're having a tough time, then I see they're not using or they're not connecting with their inner light, meaning their higher self, meaning their soul light, meaning the white light within you. There are so many names for this God energy that we have access to, every single one of us. Isn't that wonderful? You know, we all have it, every single one of us. It's like being a healer. You know, we can all heal. But some of us were born with a little bit more of a gift than others maybe. It's just like singing. You know, some people are really good at singing. And they have a gift to sing. So they go out and sing in the world. And they reward. They are rewarded. And people applaud them and give them heaps of money and awards and flowers and everything that they get. Very nice. And the same with healers. Some healers are gifted. And they work all the time. And of course, they get rewarded too. As it should be. Because everything is an exchange of energies. You give and you receive. It's just part of life. It's like ebb and flow. You know, you have the ocean flowing in over the beach, and then it goes out again. And this is just how the universe functions. It's a coming and going, and we represent that too. So if you're having a hard time, something is not done right. Not in the surrounding. Yes, of course, something is not right in your surrounding. But don't blame them 
Start with you, yourself, and see what you can do about it. Isn't that wonderful? You really can do something about your situation. Yes, we can. And if you're not feeling well, you can do something about it. You can now decide, I'm doing fine. I'm doing well. Within me there is a power called I am the light. It is my best friend. It's working for me. And now I send my wishes and my higher intention to that power of light within me. You know, people think that I have had a good life all the time because I walk around and jump around and I'm happy-go-lucky and I smile. You know, I haven't always been that way. And when I say things, it's because I know that. And I know my grandchildren tell me, oh, I hate it, you're always right. (laughs) Well, of course, I know what's wrong, just like what Edison said when he made all those. You know, Edison invented the the bulb, the electric bulb, and uh, the voice for the movies and everything else. And he was working all the time, and he made one mistake after the other. It was not that he just sat down and invented those good things right away. No, he had to make one mistake after the other. And he said, okay, now I found another way that didn't work. And that's the same with you. You should do exactly the same thing. Now you found another way that didn't work. But, but, again, you have to try. You have to make it that you make the effort. And how do you make the effort? How do I do that? And people seem to be so desperate for knowledge. And I say, let go and let God. Meaning, just let go and just allow the light to shine within you. And as soon as that fear or that doubt enters your mind, throw that out. Get rid of it. Just throw it away. Do you hear that? Throw it away. And don't say, oh, yes, but. Oh, yes, but. Yes, of course, I know that. Yes, but. I told a man who was not feeling very well, and he started to, and I saw his pancreas didn't look very good, and the pancreas didn't like something that he was using a lot in his system. He was actually eating a lot or drinking a lot of it. And I saw those waves of strange, uh, how should I say, rashes over his legs and his arms and so on. And a little voice told me, oh, it's the coffee. It was spirit telling me. So I told him, you have to stop drinking coffee. The coffee is somehow irritating your pancreas. And your pancreas is sending out those signals over your body. And you see them outside, but I see you also have those waves of irritation also within you. And it's the coffee that has caused it. And he just can't almost yell back at, oh, but I'm never going to be without coffee. But, but, but I need coffee in the morning. But, but I need coffee 
after dinner. It's so nice. I need coffee at work, but I cannot work without coffee. And he came up with all those buts. And I told him, okay, you can uh, choose. Keep on drinking coffee and have more of those rashes. So he went to dermatologist, and he gave him creams to put on his rashes. Nothing, absolutely nothing happened. Two months later, he came back to me and said, could you do this again? And I did the same thing again. You know, brought down the light over him and told him, yes, but you have to stop drinking coffee. And he said something about, oh, I hope that you would have changed your mind. And I said, no, it's the same problem. I cannot see different things for the same problem time after time. The same problem is that the cause is the same. So now get rid of coffee. And he stopped coffee. Two weeks later, everything was gone. And what I'm saying with this is that we all have some kind of little trigger point if it's physical or mental, it doesn't matter. But each one of us has some kind of little trigger point that makes life harder to live. And we have to get rid of that trigger point. So if you have a tough time living your life, sit down and feel, what could it be? Could it be the food that makes you so irritable? You know, in Europe we have this saying in many languages, and you say it in England it also. You don't say it in America, and it's liverish. <laughs> and uh, it means that your liver is off balance. I never heard that in America, by, said by an American at least. But liverish means that your liver is not happy. And then often you believe that's because of the alcohol or the wrong food. But what sets off the bad mood in the liver, number one, is stress. So if you have a stress factor in your life, and I'm sure you know the stress factor. It could be at work. It could be what you're doing in your spare time. It could be what you're not doing in your spare time because you work so much. It could be that you had not enough fun in your life. You have to have some fun time, you know. You have to laugh to have a good time and to be healthy. Laughter is a very, very important part of your life. So if your liver is not happy, it sends on more messages to the physical body and to your organs, and they immediately react. So when I see the liver is not happy, I look at the pancreas. Of course, I look at the spleen, and I look at the pancreas. And if it's really bad, it can go to your heart, and you're stressed out in your heart. But before that, it's the pancreas that talks. And once the pancreas is, is out of whack, you have a lot of anxiety and, and you, you're stressing about everything and you see everything more negatively than you should. So our organs are meant to be happy and in balance. And 
they are once you give them the right diet. And what is the right diet? Well, what is right for you? What's right for me may not be right for you, and vice versa. But it has to be a diet that is organically correct. Did you hear that? Organic food, organic vegetables, organic meat. It's so important that we eat clean food. We don't realize what this food is doing to us, the modified food out there, just to be gaining money for certain people. And poor animals that turn into food machines. Of course, I don't eat meat. I couldn't possibly do so the way the animals are treated in the animal factories. It's a horrible thing. And I eat only eggs from the good place, you know, from the farm-raised chicken, so to speak, the ones who have can be chicken the way they're meant to be and not locked up in cages. It makes such a difference to the eggs and the flavor of the eggs. It's unbelievable. I noticed immediately if something was cooked with a good egg or with a bad egg. And I've gone to places and bought eggs, and they even said that they have given the right food, organic food to the chicken. It still was not right. I had to throw it away because the chicken didn't have the freedom. And, you know, we also need to have the freedom. We need to have spiritual freedom and physical freedom. It's so important for our well-being. We keep on struggling and struggling. We are just imprisoned. We allow other people to rule over us. And it's come to a point now on the planet, I see it in this country, I see it in other countries, when people start to stand up and protest. God, you know, yesterday, and when this is recorded now today, um, it is uh, end of February, and I was listening to the debate among the the uh, the, the uh, Republicans, uh, and you had the five contestants, the ones the hopefuls for the presidency, and you had this man Donald Trump standing in the middle, and what went on on stage was so interesting, but it showed the contrasting now that we are trying to stand up and protest. We don't want to be dominated by others anymore. We want to be free. We want to see what's going on in the capital, that we are not going to have a rule over us. This is the way we have done it. This is the way it's going to be. So, by the way, this debate was like Saturday Night Live, and anyone who heard it will agree with me. It was very entertaining because it was just conflicts between the old and the new, and just someone daring standing up and someone not wanting anyone else to stand up and protest. So, this is what is happening in the world. You have more and more pronounced conflicts It means that spirit in us wants to be heard. And when you have a struggle, it means spirit within you is not being heard. You have to listen to your heart. 
And as you have heard nowadays, they say that the heart is the new brain. And this is what we women have been told we have been doing all along. We've been thinking with our hearts and was considered not smart. Now this is the new smart. We are supposed to think with our heart because once you put the emotions in your feelings, in your heart, now it goes to the brain and the brain will react accordingly and act accordingly. And now we will have a different result around us. And we haven't had that before. The ones who were deciding were deciding because of control over others and greed for themselves. And they wanted position and power. And this is somehow now changing. And it's, it's a wave that's going over the whole planet. Just touching us. And we have to do things. That's why I even start nowadays to speak out more than I did before. And I don't care. <laughs> you know, I would go to speak out more and more once I know that you listen to it and you respond back. So email me when you listen to the archives. Well, if you're listening now, I notice you have heaps of people, really, lots and lots. I'm surprised so many people listen to the archives. And as I said before, go to my website, activeil.com, also called speakingtoyourheart.com, and there you see my radio shows in the right margin, and you can just click on them one after the other, Some are taken out, some are disappeared by themselves somehow. But anyway, they are there. And if a show is not up, if you notice after a show is not up on the homepage, just let me know because then it means somehow it got lost in the everything else of the day. So that is the easiest way to listen to my shows. Just go to my website and there you have the archives. You can also go to Blog Talk uh, Radio, but it's harder to find. And this way, to go to activeail.com, it's so easy to find. I'm there, and I'm here. <laughs> so, and, um, and I have a couple of questions that I have from another time, I remember. Here, someone asked me, why do I get sick all the time? Doctors find nothing wrong with me. And the answer to that, of course, now is very, very individual. It depends on your habits. It can depend on your eating habits. And, of course, it depends on your attitude. If you get sick now and you kind of grab that sickness as as your first commandment. You put it first in your life. You are now nurturing that sickness like a friend of yours. And you go and get pills. And that kind of will not help much because you're not so used to being nurturing this sickness in you. So you just keep on being in that bad habit. So to get sick a lot is to accept the condition of the sickness too easily. 
So when you get something, if it's a cold, let's say it's a cold, well, now we know that colds last seven days or one week. You cannot get away from that. So the cold you have to feed and rest. But when it's other things and you get something that you don't know what it is and you allow that thing not to, that thing that hurts you to take over, and then it would take over you. It would take you over. And it would be stronger and stronger and would establish itself as part of you. And that is what I mean with the first commandment. When you put the white light first, that power within you first, it's amazing how the problems will go away. i just say as an example here, I fell and hurt a knee. And I was in Europe at the time. And uh, I just, sometimes I do, when I fall on those kneecaps, it's amazing they're not cracked. (laughs) But I fell on my knees. And one knee had a little trouble healing and was hurting all the time. And I could hardly walk downstairs in steps or down through hills. And where I lived now in Europe, there were just hills. So I had to go up and down. It was really painful. And I walked. Asked the medical trained doctor to just have the medical opinion. And I said, well, will it hurt? Is it something broken? And uh, he said, no. And I said, that's what I felt also. I just wanted to make sure through school medicine. You know, you heard here, I, I use them also, just because it makes everyone happier. And now with that knee that was damaged, I started walking. And walking and walking, it was hurting. Oh, and I stopped the times, but I kept on walking, and you know, eventually it disappeared. And instead of just sitting down, say, I cannot walk any long anymore, you know, maybe I'm getting old, maybe this is what happened to me, and I get the stick so I can walk more easily. You see how easily it is. And the ones now who have knee problems. No one really knows quite. Yes, I got a word for it too. I don't even remember what it was called. But you know, we get those nice, fancy Latin names for something. And now we dwell on it and make it our first commandment. And we are kind of taken over by that. So that way, you create another little struggle point in your life. And it's completely, completely unnecessary. So um, that's one thing. And I want to, since we are now in the mode of just um, talking and talking, (laughs) I want to tell another story about uh, me again because I know myself best and my stories are the ones, you know, I can see how they have worked out. And um, uh, this was years ago. And I go back into my teenage year and my years in my 20s. You know, I had colds all the time. And it was just like it was almost chronic. It was always in the winter. I couldn't handle the cold weather. And I had one cold after the other. And sometimes I got into pneumonia and I had the flu. And I was just like sickly practically because of those things. And... Uh, then summer came, and, and I was fine again. So it seemed to be that kind of cold weather that put me in that spot. 
But, of course, in the winter, my resistance was not as good as it was in the summer, and I think that was the reason for it. Now I'm married. I was married to my German husband, and uh, I lived in Germany with him, and Germans are meat eaters before I lived in England. And English people eat, you know, the feed, the meat they had at that time was so well cooked, you didn't really notice it was meat anymore. So, and I ate a lot of fish and lots of salmon and everything at that time. And then I married my German husband. It was meat, like breakfast, like lunch and dinner, all three. And of course, I was a good sport. I was eating that with him. And now I was getting really sick. You know, I was getting weaker and weaker and weaker. And uh, I didn't know why. And no one knew why. But it was getting so bad, and this was over a year, I think, that it just was going downhill with me. And we had a doctor friend who said, oh, she needs to have more meat and really, you know, real juicy, bloody meat so she gets all the nutrients that you can find in meat and it would put her back again. And uh, so I was given more of that meat and I was just getting sicker and sicker and could eventually not get out of bed. I was just stuck in bed and so weak I could hardly lift my arms. And now it was serious, and doctors came and wanted to, to give me shots, and they thought I had some strange tropical bacteria. Of course, the psychologist uh, came also. This was a friend of ours. Oh, maybe she's not happy in this country. You know, everything is new. Maybe it's all psychological. Maybe she's all imagination. Give her some champagne to make her cheer up again. You know, things like this. And... Uh, Anyway, so that went on, and I was just more or less dying and was there in bed. And one particular afternoon, and I remember that so well, it was a beautiful winter afternoon. And I was in this beautiful bedroom. My husband had an eye for beautiful things, so everything in our home was beautiful and, you know, very kind of carved out wood. <laughs> it was just very lovely and gold and, you know, it was just beautiful. And and I looked out through the window and the snow was falling down, big flakes, and it was so quiet, like that stillness, you know, who live in cold climates and when it's snowing, it was a beautiful hour. And then suddenly... On my other side of me, where I, where the window was not, I had a presence next to me. And I look over to my side, and there is like a column, a pillar of light. And it felt almost like a sound, but there was no sound. It was just such a high frequency. And in this in this white column, there was an angel. And the angel stretched her hand towards me and smiled and said, Meat is not for you. And it was just going right through me like a lightning. 
And you know, someone said it was imagination. I said it was not imagination. I know when I see something, and I know when I see nothing. This was definitely white light with an angel in the center, telling me something that no one had told me before. And already the same day, for dinner, I said, oh, no, I don't want any meat. I just want to bake potato and a salad. And then it continued like that every day, and I was getting better. And the doctor started to make a noise. He said, oh, no, she will die. She needs that. And I complained, but I'm getting better. Don't you see that? And what the angel had told me, that I'm simply not made to digest meat. Some people are that way. It didn't agree with my frequency of the one that I am. I cannot eat meat. It makes me sick. It makes me really thrown off balance in every way. And I know there are people out there who have the problem and they don't know what it is. And maybe they are simply not meant to eat one particular food that they eat too much of, like meat, or like something else they eat a lot of, like potatoes maybe, or whatever it could be. But meat is very, very likely because it has a lower frequency than most other foods. The redder the meat is, the lower the frequency. And when you are a person of a high frequency, which you are when you are spiritual. And the more spiritual you are, I'm not talking religious now, I'm talking the more spiritual you are, the more you are sensitive to the wrong kind of foods, artificial food, food bombarded with preservatives, food coloring, all that stuff. And it could be sugar, of course. Sugar is not a good idea. But then some people can tolerate it better than others. Most people don't tolerate sugar that well. And it has all kinds of consequences for them. So when you have a problem, your life is a struggle, see what you put first in your life. Do you put your struggle first? Or do you want to change and put your wish for a better life first? Do you want to put the love and light first in your life? It's not that hard. It's just a habit. Yes, everything is a habit. So I have promised you a little meditation, and I should do so. But first, I want to tell you, the story I just told you about the angel appearing, telling me that the food I was eating was wrong, something that no doctor had been able to tell me. And, of course, I was not into this field at that time. I was just acting like all the other human beings, which evidently I don't think I am, <laughs> the way I think and feel about things. But I listened. The angel came there to just tell me, hello there, listen to this. All this is in my new book called The White Light. It is in the works right now. It's being uh, formatted, and we come out later in the spring. So, uh, And I'm going to promote that much more. It's an extraordinary book. 
it will contain all the stories uh, that I have experienced in my own life and about angels coming here right among us. And I will also get into a little new area of maybe the influence of extraterrestrials on the planet. Ah, yes. Now I'm daring. Times are changing. Now that I see constant awakening that was not quite accepted, that is constant awakening in my book, was not quite accepted like 10 years ago when it first came out. Now it's accepted in a different way and it's understood in a new way. There is so much information in that book about reincarnation and about spirit and about, you know, God knows what. It's just so full of my experience that has occurred to me and that made me change because from the beginning I had an open mind. I was just of an open mind and high frequency from the beginning. But we all have that in us. We can all be exactly that way. So, now, we're going to meditate for the good. And you relax now. Yes, you relax. And you know, the physical relaxation is good and important, but not that important. You can bring in the light just through your intention. And you do so right now. You just feel that within you, in your chest area, there is a light and it rotates clockwise, meaning from your right to your left and around and around and around. This is your higher self that is now beginning to move, to be activated. This is the God flame within you. And it listens. When you have doubt, even if it's negative, it listens to that and kind of brings you down. It does, yes. If you have decided to send bad signals and negative signals to your inner self. This is what this inner self power takes and increases in energy. So please, please get rid of negative thoughts and begin now to be the truth of the one that you were meant to be. You were meant to be a spiritual being, a wonderful, bright, and light spiritual being, full of wonderful, unconditional love. It makes me feel so good just to say that and to feel that within me. Oh, it feels so good to feel that light within me. And I now open up my mind and receive spirit coming to me coming from above and joining the white light, meaning the spirit within me. And I'm now in a oneness, 
in a beautiful, beautiful oneness of spirit now beginning to shine within me. You are so relaxed now, so relaxed. I am of the light. Yes, I am of the light. And you feel more and more and more that this white light is the truth of the one that you are. And you truly are. Because this is the God energy. And this is what it means to be created in the image of God. It's all there within you. And now you let that light shine. And when I took this deep breath, it was not that I had meant to. It was just a spontaneous form of relaxation as I felt this white light taking over my body, my mind, and I'm now creating unconditional love within me. And this love and light is shining through me. I let go of any struggle. Clear, clear. This is the code I give. You clear away your struggles. Life is beautiful. You are beautiful. And as you think this, the whole sky is opening up and descending a big, wide ray of light coming down over you. More and more light is now entering your mind, your thoughts, your physical body. Light is entering your chest area and into your love energy that now begins to rotate more and more strongly. I am a shiny light. You feel that thought going through you. And at the same time, you just decide to feel the love, to experience the love. This is an affirmation I am love. I feel love within me and I'm sending love from my love. We are sharing the love energy. I am a shiny light in my world. I now choose to be a shiny light and you feel more and more relaxed. And you imagine yourself standing in a beautiful garden. Yes, in a very, very beautiful garden, full of flowers, 
some trees and the trees have very smooth trunks and you walk up to one of the tree trunks and give it a hug and at that moment as you give this tree a hug you feel your connection with Mother Nature and with the whole wide universe. I love the light. I love the light within me. You are so relaxed. So very, very relaxed. I am of the light. I am of spirit and it goes through you. Yes, it goes through you completely and you feel strengthened and you begin to experience harmony within you, balance within you as the light takes over your thoughts and make your thoughts harmonious and balanced, full of unconditional love. I am a spiritual being. You are so relaxed now, so very, very relaxed. You go deeper and deeper and deeper and your physical body is now full of light and we are cleansing your body from any disharmony yes we are cleansing the body completely completely you are of love and light you are of love and light. You know who you are. You are a spiritual, spiritual being. And you were meant here to be on earth, to learn a few things. And you do that through your connection of the white light, who is the God energy within you, and around you. And now slowly, slowly we are going to come back to here and now. And you feel so connected with the one that you are that you suddenly feel so hopeful, so very, very hopeful. Just knowing that everything is going to be all right. Yes, everything is going to be all right. You and me and the whole world, we just think that it is. And through your thoughts and feelings, we just make it be that way. And you take a deep breath, and when I count to seven, you open your eyes. Number one, You're so safe and know that you are loved 
by the whole universe. You are loved by the white light within you. One, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yes, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Now you open your eyes and you feel so content, so happy with the one you are. This is Helena Stein Hornstein thanking you for a beautiful time together. I also thank Stephen Halpen for allowing me to use his beautiful music from the CD called A Gift of the angels it's a wonderful CD I use it for for all my meditations and you can get it through his website innerlight.com stephenhalpen.com or innerlightmusic.com so I think we are done for today I wish you come back to me next time it will be sooner, much, much sooner. So just look out for me. And again, as I said, come to this website, activeail.com, and you will have the archives right away, right immediately. And I'm there for you. And I give healing sessions over the telephone, over Skype, and over the regular telephone. And it works very well, very well. I do this every day with someone in the world. And do you know it is possible? Why? Because this universe and this planet belongs to an energy field where all and everything vibrates at its own frequency. I do, you do. When, for instance, you're not feeling well, your frequency goes down. But if you now contact let's say me or someone else, or you contact the white light, you are brought together in a moment of oneness, of togetherness, through the power of the intention that I set and you set into motion. Isn't this wonderful? It's actually very, very possible to do this. We don't have to be in a special place to do this. You can be standing in line at the grocery store just to get into this moment of togetherness. I thank you very, very much. You have been given so much information today. You should listen to this over and over and take notice and come back to me again. Please do. You are wonderful. We all are. Thank you so very, very much for having spent some time with me in this moment of our wondrous world. This is a world of great wonders. Thank you and goodbye.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.